0: Guess what? This is the first day of my second year of being a podcaster. I think that is very exciting and I am so blessed that all of you have been listening and following along for this episode or all the episodes. I believe that my sister Susie gets to be number one fan. So congratulations, Susie, you're the winner. I'm not sure what you win other than the fact that I'm your sister, which is a real big win. But congratulations, you are the winner who who have listened to every single episode. Anyways, I just am proud to use my mouth for good and Interestingly enough, not even realizing that this was going to be my first episode of my second year, so I'm calling this season two, and I'm going to just quote John for a minute. Not my brother, ha ha ha, Um, but yeah, let me just quote John. My stupid mouth has got me in trouble. I said too much again. Yeah, that was John Mayer, not the disciple John. So, between last week's episode and this week's episode, I just spewed something on a particular day, and it was hurtful, and it just proved that words are so powerful. And it got me thinking how many times I have said something stupid. And then, of course, the whole John Mayer thing came to mind. Um, My stupid mouth has got me in trouble. Yeah, I think my mouth can be pretty stupid sometimes. And part of it is... We don't always think something through. We speak too fast. We speak too emotionally and don't always think about who we're saying it to or why we're saying it or our thought process. And we really need to. There are an unbelievable amount of Bible verses that have to do with words and our mouth. Lots of them are from Proverbs. And fun fact about Proverbs, you can read one chapter of Proverbs a day, and it will take you through Proverbs in one month. If those months are let me think for a minute. Um, The months that have 31 days in it, and there's a song. Yeah, 30 days have September, April, June, and November. So don't do it September, April, June, or November, because you'll still have one chapter left. But all of the rest minus February, because then you'll have several chapters left. But all of those other months that have 31 days in it, you can go through Proverbs in a whole entire month. And Proverbs just has almost like the fortune cookie of the Bible. Oh my goodness, how many pastors and priests are going to die when they hear me call it the fortune cookie of the Bible. But seriously, it's almost like you could put Proverbs into fortune cookies and it would be super smart. Proverbs 11.9, evil words destroy one's friend. Proverbs 15.4, gentle words bring life and health. A deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Proverbs 16.24. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs 18.4. A person's words can be life-giving water Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as a bubbling brook. Proverbs 12:18 There is one who speaks rashly like he thrusts a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Proverbs 25:18 Telling lies about others is as harmful as hitting them with an axe wounding them with a sword or shooting them with a sharp arrow. Proverbs 21, 23. Whosoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps him out of trouble. I feel like there's a word missing in there, but look it up. So that sounded bossy. I didn't mean it that way. But did you notice that in Several of them, gentle words bring life and health. Um, Kind words, um, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Refreshing. Um, The tongue of the wise brings healing. I think that is very cool that the words we say Can be healing because we certainly know that they can hurt. And whoever thought of sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you, we all know that that's not true. Words hurt. Kind of like when I was in grade school and we took a field trip, and I didn't ride the bus very often. And so I'm on the bus and I'm not kidding you. What felt like out of the clear blue sky, who knows? I might have been really irritating, but one of my classmates looked me directly in the face and said, I hate you. Ouch. My problem this week was that I spoke too fast. I did think about it, and I acted anyways. I felt the need to be heard. I felt the need to be maybe right. I don't know if that's totally accurate. But I think there was something about, something just really selfish in how I responded. And the interesting thing is, after I said it, And after it caused the hurt, I did want to take it back. But then I also found myself, like, justifying it. And I cracked up because in My Stupid Mouth by John Mayer, at one point he says, um, like, I'm never speaking up again starting now. Just one more thing. Why is it my fault? And so we find ourselves also justifying. But prior, even prior to, well, probably not. I was going to say prior to that, I was feeling some of these other Bible verses, but probably not. I probably instantly started justifying and coming up with both reasons why I did it, but also reasons why I wished I wouldn't have done it. And John Mayer also says, um, mama said, think before speaking. My mom said things like that. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Not that she invented that because it's been around for a long time, but she definitely was like, you know, don't don't talk ugly. That's really what she would say. And isn't that the truth? But when I started to feel God's conviction of my sinfulness in using my words in my mouth in a way that is hurtful and not helpful, I thought, "Mm, perfect podcast, right? So as I looked up Bible verses, and I, I had remembered some about, you know, the tongue being like a sharp sword but then, as I dug into it, wow, James 3 5, in the same way the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Isn't that the truth? Sometimes you say something, maybe one sentence or one bad thing, and you don't really realize. That it then escalates into more. And it is that spreading of the gossip that people like feed into. You know, it's like they just continue to throw um, that, um, like throw wood on the fire or throw gas on the fire or whatever. Also, James 1 26, if you claim to be religious, But don't control your tongue. You are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Guilty as charged. Whether it is terrible curse words that I use that offend somebody. And yes, I did just admit that on my podcast. And some of you who know me know that my mouth is not always saying words that are acceptable sometimes I just wonder though if it doesn't offend somebody is then it then is it okay the problem is we don't know who it offends and who it doesn't so get it under control Chrissy but you would I would hate for me to do this podcast and somebody say well that's weird You should have heard her at work or, well, she acts like she's so religious, but I heard her talking about this, or I heard her using her mouth like she was a sailor. We have to be careful. We have to be careful if we say we love Jesus and we pray with our mouth and then use our mouth to tear people apart or say ugly things. Psalm 34, 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceit. Yes, that is very good. And so hard, but there's a solution to how to keep your tongue from evil. Ask that question to any Sunday schooler. And they will answer with the classic Sunday school response, which is, Jesus. And it is so true. The triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And it is interesting because it is one God, three in one, and 100% God, But each of them has sort of this role. And I think that's too, I think God is so smart and so great and so almighty that he just knows that there are certain things and certain moments and times and situations where that part of God will appeal to us. God the Father in terms of our creator made in his image and there to be the master of our mouth, and the controller of what we say, and yet he gives us that free will. And so when we go to God the Father, we know that he will help us. Jesus certainly helps us, and we'll talk about that in a minute in terms of Jesus comes down as 100% man and 100% God, and speaks words to all of us and never uses his mouth in a sinful way but dies on the cross for every curse that has come out of our mouth or every lie or every hurtful thing that we have said And that is amazing. And on top of that, he gives us lots of instruction on that. And the Holy Spirit, when Jesus ascends into heaven, he says, I'm not leaving, but instead I will remain in spirit. So then I can be everywhere all the time and it won't be like a weird science fiction movie where like Multiplicity. I think that was a movie with um, Michael Keaton and he clones himself. Well, that would be weird. You don't need a Jesus clone because then that would be just all weird and robotic and science fictiony and gross. Not that I hate science fiction, but I kind of do just saying it's weird. But there's a few that of things that I can kind of dig. Not really, I'm lying, completely lying. And that's just using my mouth in a bad way. Long story short is He leaves his Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is with all of us here and now, and gives us the words to say, not only prevents us from saying something bad, but gives us the right words to say. But we got to seek God. We got to seek the Holy Spirit. We got to listen to what Jesus has to say. And I will tell you some of the things that Jesus has to say, but listen to my new commercial. I think you'll be excited. It's a fresh one. I think it's important before we go to the words of Jesus for you to know this wasn't the first time that my mouth was stupid. It's happened a lot, and I'm embarrassed by that because I tend to speak way too fast, way too emotionally, and don't often go to Jesus first. And when I do, oh, I'm so much more happy and life is so much better, but I just need to put that into practice. Now, I will tell you there are some moments in which you say something that you think you're being funny or Cute or witty, and it is misinterpreted as well. I constantly go back to a time where my son was playing, I think it was freshman football, and um, one of his teammates' moms, I had just sort of gotten to know her in the sixth grade year of basketball. And now our sons are playing football together. And I saw that she was sitting in the bleachers or on the sidelines or whatever, maybe not the sidelines, because we don't get that close, but it's freshman ball. So it wasn't like a big grandstand or anything. And she is probably one of the classiest dressers I've ever met in my life. And always perfect, like pressed and um, tucked in and everything accessorized, lovely, right down to shoes and socks and jewelry. And she just had this really cute, I would say like athleisure outfit on. And it was, she was pretty in pink. And so upon walking up, I said, hello, Kitty, and probably laughed too. All I know is that she didn't know me so she didn't know that I'm silly and weird and corny and a comment like that is a big compliment like oh my gosh don't you look cute in all all in pink reminds me of hello kitty like if I would have said that that might have been better but instead saying hello kitty and then we all giggle and She's thinking, oh my gosh, mean girl, making fun of me. Turns out she threw the outfit away or gave it to Goodwill. Like, oh my goodness. And then like still became friends with me. So I give her total credit for that. Um, Forgiven, for sure. Forgotten, no way. Spell it, smell it. Because I also, she apparently <laughs> wore a sweatshirt that was, Sort of fluffy, and I'm like, Oh, look at you looking like a marshmallow. Super offended by that. She thought I was calling her fat. I was just like, Oh my gosh, fluffy sweater. It's adorable, sweatshirt, whatever. I would later call her a marshmallow again. Another time, she wore a white sweatsuit. But at that point, she then knew I was just a weirdo and somewhat of an idiot that says extreme things because I think I'm funny. But it's not funny when you hurt somebody's feelings. And it is the whole idea of sticks and stones will break your bones. But words hurt too. And we need to be careful of what we say. And we need to um, think. Marlo Thomas um, put out a book called The Right Words at the Right Time. It's a really cool book. It's small excerpts from really famous people like journalists and TV stars and um, musicians and politicians and just a wide variety of people. And she talks about when people had the right words at the right time. And interestingly enough, Katie Couric's story was the right words came from her dad But there was uh, an actual teacher that said ugly stuff about Katie Couric smiling all the time, which, oh my gosh, crazy. And her dad, of course, said, my goodness, Katie, of course, you can smile all the time, that that is a gift. And so that was the right words. But within that story was the wrong words. And the great news is that Jesus himself gives us lots of right words. In Luke 6, 43, 45, for his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. And when you think about that for a minute, ponder that. Because I needed to drink of water what's in your heart comes out of our mouth and when our heart is hurting when we're feeling stress and that emotion and when we're frustrated and angry and we harbor that resent resentment like that's in our heart and from out of that comes what we say out of our mouth makes you think about where you're at and and how to take those emotions and use them appropriately matthew twelve thirty six. but i tell you that every careless word that people speak they shall get oh hold it hold that thought um the holy spirit will give you the words to say at the moment you need them um and hold on what goes into a man's mouth doesn't make him unclean this is from Matthew 15:22 what goes into a man's mouth doesn't make him unclean but what comes out of the mouth is what makes him unclean but Jesus also is holds us accountable he says but i tell you that every careless word that people speak they shall give an account for it on the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Wow, that's pretty powerful. But then, like I'll, I'll repeat Luke twelve twelve, the Holy Spirit will give you the words to say at the moment you need them. When we go to God... And remember some of these verses that talk about how to get control of our mouth. God helps us. Um, Psalm something, and I forgot to write the verse down. I just wrote Psalm. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and ground my and guard my lips. Probably should ground my lips every once in a while too. Take control of what I say, O Lord, and guard my lips. Wow, that would be amazing if I kept God on guard of my mouth all the time. This is something that often you will hear a pastor say prior to a sermon. And I should say it before every podcast. And I should say it every time I want to speak. May these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. What we say matters and how we say it and when we say it. So picking the right words is so important. The Bible is full of stories of people that God gave the words to say. Prophets is what they're called usually because God would instruct them what to say. And it wasn't always flowery, positive, rainbows and unicorn and sunshine kind of words. Sometimes the message that these prophets had to give were dark and hard and harsh and words that people didn't want to hear and often would get them slapped or punched like for real or thrown in jail or even killed. Same with the disciples they would speak the words of Jesus, and even the kindest words and the words that would truly speak life often caused them death, but not death permanently because of Jesus who gives us eternal life. And so when we speak the words of Jesus, we speak life And we know that when we have Jesus, we will live eternally beyond our earthly death. And so that is, I pause because that's sort of the whole point. The whole point is we have this book, we have a God who knows what the right thing to say all the time and how to speak appropriately in all circumstances, good and bad and sad and confused and angry and all of the feels. And he tells us what we need to say When we go to him and ask, in you know, John Mayer in his Stupid Mouth song says, I'm never speaking up again, it only hurts me. And it does hurt us. When we say something that has offended somebody else, it hurts. If you have a conscience that convicts you... And that is the Holy Spirit that says, "Mm, should you have said that? Or even in those moments where my friend who I now call Hello Kitty in a loving, kind way, even when I didn't mean to hurt her feelings, apologies need to be extended. Like We need to hold ourselves accountable. And so You know, some 20-ish, almost 30-ish years later, here's an actual public um, apology to my friend Hello Kitty for hurting her feelings. Never, ever my intention. We're human and we are going to say dumb things. Most of us have a stupid mouth. But we don't have to accept that. We don't have to give in to that. We have to use our mouth to pray for the right words and to pray to be that person that has the right words at the right time. And we are inspired by our God who always has the right words for us. I also think of the time where the words that I said to offend the person I was speaking to who just laughed at what I was saying, and instead my mom who was sitting next to me and in my anger I completely forgot she was in the car when I gestured to my older brother and said two of the worst words you can say to a person. As he's laughing on her porch, she's in my car and says, Oh, Christina, that's my full name, by the way. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. Forgot that I would highly offend my mother and annoyed that I didn't offend my brother. Hashtag sin number two. Oh my goodness. Our words definitely matter. And our God tells us the whole solution. John, I will now quote. John the disciple, not John Mayer. John 1, 1 1-2. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. John 1, verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace. Let's speak life. Let's speak words that build each other up. Let's speak kindness. Let's work to use our words to love God and to love people. may have offended somebody by choosing Susie as the listener of the year. But come on, she's my sister and I love her so much. And she always recaps with me too. So appreciate that, Susie. Randy, you're my cousin and I know you're listening a ton and you probably caught them all too, so you're right up there. Judy, Bob, Phyllis, Brian, and Leah. This is the week of your wedding, so congratulations to you. And I know you are a faithful listener. I am Chrissy Baki, the hippie Christian who cares. I am not a pastor. I don't have a degree in theology or a master's in divinity. I just love Jesus and I care. So, for what it's worth, who cares what I have to say? But hopefully it has built you up in one way or another. Keep coming back. I think I'm funny. I love doing this. I love Jesus. And I love all of you.